Okay, we are on the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Yudchet Amavet. We'll hit two Mishnayot today, that'll be the plan. Okay, the Mishnah now says as follows, These are the things you're allowed to write on Cholomoe, the assumption, I guess, being that you normally wouldn't be allowed to write on Cholomoe. But these things you're allowed to write, Kiddushay Nashim, um... Rashi says, Shekata bishtar hareat mikudesh ali di ishanik ne bishtar. So it's actually like a star of Kiddushin that you can write, as opposed to giving the ring, you can do it with a star. We know from the Masafa Kiddushin you can do that. Vigitin, also to write a get. Vishovarin, shovar is a, uh, like a receipt. Usually a woman writes if she's received her ktuba. Daitiki, which is like a will. Rashi is called a star tzaba'a. We say it's tzaba'a, that's the still the word we use for a will. Um, matana, a, a, a document that is going to be giving a gift, a prosbol, Uh Prosbol is the, uh, the document that a uh, lender gives to our signs um, before the Shemitah year, which would allow him then to collect the loans, even though loans are normally canceled during the Shemitah year. So if you write a prosbol, then you're not going to be uh, have your loan canceled. Igorot Shum, uh, letters of assessment, meaning assessing the value of something. Igorot uh, Mazon, letters that uh, obligate one to provide food for somebody, let's say for example like a uh, um, a person gets married and a person, a, a woman has a uh, child, so the, accepting the obligation to provide for that child would be in the, in the Igor Amazon. Shtari Chalitza, a document of Chalitza, right, uh, Chalitza is the, the way that a brother-in-law gets out of marrying his sister after his brother d- d- dies without children, so you write the Shtar Chalitza. Miunim. Miun is the process by which a young girl who's been married off by her mother or brother, uh, she can refuse the marriage. This is unlike a woman who's been married off by her father. If a, woman's married, if a girl's married off by her father, the kiddushin is, is valid. Um, but if her father is not around, so her mother or her brother can marry her off as a child, Midarabanan, um, but there's an out clause for her, she can refuse. So that would be the Shtar Miun. That's called the refusal. Ushtare Beirurin. Uh, Shtar of trying to uh, clarify, meaning Rashi says, Biru beitin It's essentially like a verdict, like a judgment in a monetary matter. Gzerot beitin, any type of uh, final decision by a verdict by beitin. Bigarosh overshoot, and any also um, uh, sort, of, sort of optional, you know, voluntary types of letters. Rashi says, Tzivui bikiyum shel shilton. Like the government wants to write documents or something about certain things they want to enact, that's also a lot. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, primarily the first piece. Amar Shmuel Mutar These are a fundamental principle. Shmuel says you're allowed to get uh, betrothed on Cholomoed, right? That Kedushin Nashim. You can write. You can get betrothed. Why are you allowed to do this? We know that Ein Ma'arv and Simcha Simcha. We don't like to mix two different smacho. So the idea is Shema Yekadvanu Acher because if he doesn't do it now, maybe somebody else will precede him and take the woman that he wants. So in order to sort of lock this woman down, he can uh, do the Kiddushin. He can't do Nisuin. Nisuin is when you actually are married and can live together. But at least the first stage, you're allowed to do. Mar says, Lema Masayle, let's suggest that the following source supports it. It says, Ve'edu kotvim b'moed. It says, Our Mishnah, these are the things you can write on the Moed, Kiddushin Hashim. Right, this, is a, this, is a, uh, this is a classic sort of formulation of, uh, of a Gemara where we'll quote a Mishnah and then we'll quote a different statement of Halakha that uses our Mishnah as a support, or at least attempts to use our Mishnah as a support. So that's like a classic sort of formulation of how the Gemara will then utilize our Mishnah. So that's what's happening here, right? So our very Mishnah seems to support this idea of Shmuel. 
Marcel says, my love, Shtari Kiddushin Mamish. But the, what, isn't it talking about actual Shtari Kiddushin, which is, would be exactly in accordance with the Rosh Moses? Marcel says, Lo, no, that's not the case. Shtari Psikta. Maybe it's referring to Shtari Psikta. Shtari Psikta basically means coming up to some type of um, agreement about how much the, the husband's side will put into the marriage and the wife's side will put into the marriage. As we say as follows, Ucha the Rav Gidol Amar Rav, and it comes to Rav Gidol in the name of Rav, the Amar Rav Gidol Amar Rav, Kama Atanu Tein Lebincha, Kach Vekach, Kama Atanu Tein Lebitcha, Kach Vekach, how much are you going to give to your son, such and such an amount, how much are you going to give to your daughter, such and such an amount, Amdi Vekidju, Kanu, so if they get up and they actually betroth, that is a kinyan, that's a valid kinyan. These are the things that could be koneh with amira, with only speech. Meaning the idea is that you wouldn't need any other type of actual kinyan. We know like for kiddushin, for example, you need an actual kinyan, let's say to, to make it happen. There's a certain type of transaction, an actual formal kinyan here at the document, that's going to be enough. So the point is that we're saying that the shtari psikta during uh, solomon, the actual kiddushin, maybe not necessarily. So that's not clear from our mishnah one way or the other, says the Gemara. Okay? The Gemara says, okay, lame and messiahly. Let's say that another idea is that it helps him. In the Masechet, ain't no seen nashim b'moe, lop to lop, v'lo amano, v'lo miyabim, v'mesh. So she's not allowed to marry women on Cholomoe, not a virgin, it's not widows, and you also can't perform yibum because it's a simple for him. So the implication from that is, hala arreis shari. But apparently to get betrothed would be permissible. This is specifically that you can't get married, you soon, so then I guess by, the, by, uh, by implication, you'll be able to understand you should be allowed to get betrothed. That would be like what Shmuel saying. Whereas again, not necessarily, lo or maybe it's giving us a lo right? Which it doesn't need to say. Lo mitzvah. I don't need to be told you can't go do kiddushin where you're not even doing a mitzvah that you certainly can't do a cholamoy. Elafilu lisa nami mitzvah aser, but even to get married where you're doing a mitzvah, that's still aser. So again, it's not necessarily saying that this is like the conclusive reading of that, of that particular Mishnah. It's just saying that it's a thing of the Mishnah, which therefore renders it not being able to be used as a uh, proof for Shmuel's opinion. Okay, so Tashma, so come in here, let's see if we can get more about Shmuel. The Tana Debe Shmuel, it says in the uh, teaches in the Beit Midrash of Shmuel, um, hold on one second, something ahead of remembrance, uh, memory of something. We'll get to it. Ma'arsin aval lo konsin. It says in the Beit Midrash of Shmuel, you can have betrothed, but you can't be konais, you can't do actual marriage. But you can't make the meal of Eresin, like a celebratory meal, and you also can't do Yibum because it's a simple for him. So, so that, in fact, is a valid support. Now, I'm not exactly sure. I'll ask the question. That Shmuel is correct that you're allowed to be betrothing a woman on Cholomoy. But what about the just proof that we just had that says the Lomibai? Right, that was a rejection. That was a rejection. Why was that rejected? Because Lomibai is a rejection. Lomibai is saying, we said, we said, we tried to say, the fact that you can't get married seems to imply that you would be allowed to get betrothed. He said, no, Lomibai, for sure you can't get betrothed. That's not even a mitzvah. Of course you can't do that. But even marriage is a mitzvah, you're also not allowed to do. So then what is this Tashmah? So now we're trying to... Another is trying to, uh, try to support Shmuel. Another support Shmuel. Uh, this is Isn't it weird to bring the... a support from... Ah, oh, so that's the point I was going to make. They were bringing a support from the baby judge of Shmuel for Shmuel. That seems a little bit like uh, circular. So the truth is, yeah, that's a good question. I don't really have a good answer for that. Uh, in, my, in the back of my memory somewhere, it's like this question has been asked and answered before, although I don't recall what the answer is. So it's good we can now research that. Okay? But yes, that's the answer. Okay, the Gemara says, hold on a second. 
So now that we've concluded that Shmuel is, 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 is correct, does Shmuel really say this idea of Shema Yikanano Acher? Meaning this idea that we're, we're, is that really a concern that somebody else is going to precede him and marry this woman? The Amr of Yudam Shmuel, but Rabbi says in the name of Shmuel himself, the Choyom Bayom Bat Kol Yosef the Omeret Bat Ploni Leploni Sada Ploni Leploni. So he says, he says that every single day there's a heavenly voice that comes down and says, this daughter of so-and-so goes to so-and-so, and this field will go to so-and-so. I mean, certain things are predetermined. And who you're going to marry seems to be predetermined. So what are, you, what are you worried about someone else you know, marrying this girl that you want to marry? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's all predetermined anyways. Allah, rather he says, Shema yikadmenu acher barachamim. No, it means that maybe another person would precede him by Rachamim, by asking for mercy from Hashem. Perhaps a person would daven, that he really loves this woman so much, maybe Hashem would uproot the din. He'd uproot the Xerox, he'd uproot the decree that, you know, that Reuben is supposed to go to Leah, and maybe Shimon will get Leah instead. Kihad the Rav. It's like a story about Rav. Rav said, uh, says like this, Shamirah who Garba. Rav heard this certain person saying, Dubai Rachmei, he was davening. The Amr, Tizdami li planita. Please, like, let so-and-so, this woman, like, be, uh... Uh, made available to me. Like, I want to marry this woman. So Amr Lezer, Rav says to this man, Lo tibai rachmei hachi. Don't ask, don't daven like that. Ichaz yilach, lo hazaminach. If she's suitable for you, she won't go away from you. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. Below, and if not, if she's not meant to be, kafar de bashem. You're sort of denying like Hashem's uh, judgment here. Anyhow, so Batar Hachi, later on, after this, Shama, you heard the same guy, maybe it's like many years later, let's say, to come oh, ihi ulamut, he says, either let him, meaning himself, die before her, or let she, let her die before him. And he's like, shoot, this marriage was not a good idea. It's not working out. Like, let one of us just drop dead. After they get married? Yeah, to end this marriage. So, Amar said to him, I told you, didn't I say to you, lo tibaya la domilta. Okay, so don't uh, don't ask this for this type of thing. Anyway, so that's the idea. So Shmuel, even though Shmuel believes that yes, there's a certain zeirah that there's a basherit and blah blah blah, it is possible for someone through tefillah to uproot the original zeirah and uh, and and uh, precede you. And that's why it's a little, it's it's uh, it's valid to write a kedusha nashim uh, to betroth the woman on cholamot. Okay, I'm a rabbi. Rabbi Ruben bin Itzarubili. Uh, sorry, Isterubili. So Rav says the name is Rabbi Reuben, uh, the son of Isterubili, who will come up a couple times down the row. Min Torah, This idea was seen in Torah and the Bim How so? Oh, sorry. May Hashem isha leish. The idea is from all these things we see that May Hashem, that's from Hashem, a woman goes to a man, meaning that Hashem determines which woman goes to which man. How do we see this Min Torah? So we just had this, right? Or was it last week, right? They said that Laban said about Rivka and Yitzchak. He said, "Oh, may Hashem Yatzadavar." It came from God. You see, so the, the idea of the Shidduch really comes from Hashem. Minan Avim from the prophets. This is in the context of Shimshon, and he was trying to marry uh, Delilah, I think, right? With Delilah. So it says uh, this is the whole thing. They didn't realize his parents, brother, and didn't realize they all came from Hashem. Uh, also, minak tuvim from the writings. The Yitzchiva says, "Amishlei bayit vahon nachalot avot, a house and wealth come as the inheritance of the fathers." Ome Hashem isha misakelat, but from Hashem comes like a wise woman. So, okay, women from Hashem. Okay, so you see those ideas. Furthermore, using the same the same person, ve'amar rab ishur rabbi shruven ben isterubili, ve'amar rab ben idatanas. Either the same rab or it was thought in brayta. Amarav Ruben ben Utsurubili, ain Adam nechshad ba davar, elain ken asao. 
So he says as follows. This is really not really related to our subject, but although it's just the same rabbi saying it, so we're quoting him now. A person is not suspected for something unless he did it. Okay, this is actually a very interesting hot topic, but you'll see there's going to be a lot of different uh, possibilities here. So the end result seems to be very, very murky. You'll see soon. But the, start, the, the initial statement is very strong. You're not going to be suspected unless you really did it. Beam, right, like where they smoke this fire. That's it, where they smoke this fire. And even if you didn't do everything you're being accused of, you did some of it. You didn't do even a small thing. You thought about doing it. If you didn't think about it, you saw other people doing it and you were kind of happy about it. So, alright, that's a far cry from actually doing it. Right? So, I mean, you saw other people. I'm just trying to think, like, I don't know, what would the third thing you'd be accused of? Let's say, I don't know, embezzlement or something. So, you're embezzled money. Oh, you really, you really embezzled it. Oh, only maybe you did a little bit of that. Or maybe you thought about embezzling. No, you saw someone else embezzle money, you were kind of like, wow, cool, nice job. That's, I don't know, it's, it's like really like hedging, I feel like it's really hedging at a certain point. But anyhow. So, Mate Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov has a kasha, it says, Vayachapu, Bnei Yisrael, he says the Bnei Yisrael uh, were like acu- throwing things or like accusing things against Hashem that weren't true. So what he means is that Hashem didn't do anything wrong. So the fact that the Bnei Yisrael are doing these things are, are like suspecting Hashem of like treating them wrong. That's not Hashem didn't do anything like that. Hashem wasn't happy about some other I don't know what that means even some other God doing it. He says no. Hatam There it was lahachis. They did like to anger him. It wasn't real. It was like just the anger. All right. Tashma, I have another, another possibility coming here. That they were jealous of Moshe and the Machaneh to Aaron, the, the Holy One of Hashem. So when it, the Bnei Yisrael says also, the is selling us, the Bnei were like uh, jealous of Moshe. So it, it sounds like they thought he was doing the wrong thing. He teaches that, that every single person was like Mekaneh Moshe. I mean, Mekaneh here doesn't mean to mean jealous. It means that he accused her of being like in Yichud with Moshe or warned her not to be in Yichud with Moshe. Like he was suspecting, they were all suspecting Moshe. Inappropriate behavior. So how can that be? Moshe didn't do anything. Right, so the, they did it there because of hatred. Okay. But again, it's like, so, so, so then it doesn't necessarily mean something necessarily, right? Sometimes you can be accused because someone hates you. Tashma, come in here. Amr Rabbi Yosi, Yehei Chalki Emisha Choshdim Otoba Davar Ve'embo. Rabbi Yosi says, I want my portion to be with those who they, uh, they people suspect, and, it, and it's nothing. There's nothing, there's no substance to the suspicion. You need to be like a good kapara, you know, like, you have it's a bad reputation, that'd be like, good for the soul, you know, like, you get suspected even though you didn't do it. But that seems to imply that you can be suspected even though you didn't do it. The Amr, right? Yeah. That seems to imply that he, that the fact that he wants to be among the people who get suspected even though he didn't do anything implies or indicates that that's possible, that you can do something, you can be suspected of something even if you haven't done anything wrong. The Amr Rabbi says, And Rabbi says, Yeah, that happened to me. People who suspected me of something that wasn't true at all. So, so that seems to be a contradiction. So, lo, or at least a difficulty. Where it says, Lokasha, Habakala Depazik, Habakala Dolopazik. One is a, a voice, meaning a rumor that stops, and one is a rumor that doesn't stop. I mean, if the rumor stops, so fine, so that, that doesn't have to be legitimate. But if the rumor doesn't stop, I think there's going to be legitimacy here. The Kala Dolopazik Abkama, so how, far, how long does it have to continue for it to be legitimate? Amar Abai, Amar Li'im, Abai says, my, mo- my mother, or maybe it's his nursemaid, said to me, Domi Demato Yomo Paga. The rumor of a place is a day and a half. I mean, if a rumor lasts a day and a half, at least in their society, that would be a legitimate rumor that probably has substance. That's only if it didn't get interrupted in between. I mean, it lasts a day and a half, but without interrupted, uninterrupted, it didn't have. 
Am a pasuk beni beni las rambam. If it's stopped in between, no, there's nothing, no substance to it. Bilchi pasuk beni beni, and even if it got stopped in between, lo amen eladulo pasuk mechmat yira. But even that's only an interruption if it, was, it wasn't stopped because of fear. Am a pasuk mechmat yira, love. If it stopped because of fear, let's say like people are afraid, like let's say people accuse you know Reuven of doing something wrong, and then the rumor just disappears because Reuven's like this big burly guy who starts beating up on people who spread the rumor. Well, then that rumor is not true because he's just you know intimidating everybody who spreads the rumor. Okay. But even that is only true if it doesn't come back like to the surface again. If it comes back to the surface, even that would be legitimate. But even that is no good if he, unless he doesn't have enemies. If he has enemies, it could be the enemies who bring about this rumor. So, like, after all that, like, it's, a, it's kind of a funny little piece of Gemara, because, like, it starts with this statement, like, a very strong statement. If you're accused of something, there must be substance to it. And then there's, like, a million different, you know, like, uh, possibilities why maybe that's not the case. So this statement sort of is left as legitimate, but there's so many caveats to it that, like, it's hard to sort of pin that down. All right, whatever. But that's the end of that thing. We'll touch this to the Mishnah if we can. The Mishnah teaches us, You can't write down uh, promissory notes, right? Uh, lo- uh, loan agreements, basically. IOUs. So we saw this earlier, right? That the, but the guy doesn't believe him. The mouth of the lender doesn't believe that he'll be paid back, you know, without writing it down. Or you have nothing to eat, so what are you going to do? you got to take such a loan, then you can write such a loan. You also not to write Sefer Torah, Tefillin, Mezuzah, you're not supposed to write those in Cholomoyin, Ve'in Magihin, Od'achad, Afilu, B'Sefer Ezra, you can't uh, um, edit, you know, correct even one letter in Sefer Ezra. Um, one second, uh, yeah, okay. One second. Rabbi Yudah Mer, Koteba Dam Tefillin, in Mezuzah, Al-Atzmo. Rabbi Yudah says, you are allowed to write Tefillin and Mezuzah for yourself. And you can't do it for commercial purposes, but you can do it for yourself. And you're also allowed to tove al yerechot You're also allowed to spin the uh, the thread of tefillet on your thigh for your tzitzit. And you can't do uh, the spinning of the thread like in a more uh, commercial manner, in a more professional manner. But a little bit just on your thigh, you can do it just to make sure you have the tefillet. Okay, Shkoff will stop there.